Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient, portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength, five-hour energy. Get it today at your local HEB store. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics on Rana McBerto. Will is your host. Happy, happy New Year. We are going to have a great New Year because not that we are hoping for a new year, just like I said in my first newsletter of the year, not that we are hoping for a great New Year. We are going to make it a new year, brothers and sisters. Let's make this a new year. We have a new beginning. Now let's go ahead and help all those people in Georgia. Let's make sure that they Get their act together. Make sure that they elect the right people in Georgia. And we will be doing fine. So again, welcome aboard. Politics Done Right. All new users, I want to welcome you who are coming in now. Please go ahead and share this program on your wall. Share this program on your Twitter. Share this program on your Tumblr. We have a lot to go over today. We have so much to go over today. Anyhow, we're going to get right into it. But before, let me just salute a few people that are already in the chat. Welcome aboard. Michael Rodney. he says, I look to 2021 with hope and promise. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, my brother. Paul Fleming from Atlanta checking in. Paul, we're depending on you, Paul. Make sure you get all those people out to vote, Paul, because we need to make sure that we have a mandate so that we can execute the policies that we need to execute to make life better for every single American in this country. Rodnin as well says, meantime, I had a rough night yesterday. I still feel tired and sore. Gonna be listening from away. You're gonna be talking about Trump's call to Georgia. You bet you're life i'm going to be talking about that as well i have a bit of bits of it to play for you as well i listened to the entire hour and two minutes and four seconds of the call paul fleming well i had a water line break in my yard my brother and i fixed it but i'm so tired brother i feel for you i hate digging i hate doing all those things michael rudnan says you're reading too much lol lol to bridge bristol's Michael Rudnan that. Anyhow, uh, Norman Reynolds, welcome, my brother. My brother, I hope you had a great bike ride, sir, because I know you went out there and killed it. Dad bod, dad bod. Everybody wants a piece of the pie, as Cam Cravens once said. Trump is scared and shaking in his pants with coins coming out. Trump took off Joseph Arpaio's bra and used <laughs> Rudnan. <laughs> Why are you going to let me say that, dad bod? Why are you going to make me do, do that? Come on now. Bridge MCP says to everybody, a happy new year. And Paul Fleming says, I can't get the show. What's going on? Paul, why can't you get the show, Paul? Come on, we are both on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, everywhere, everywhere. So come on, find it, brother. We need you, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. And Michael Rudnick says, replying to Fleming, try on YouTube, and he gave you the link. I love my folks. He's already given everybody the link to come in. And Maurice Hossein Nicholson, Feliz Año Nuevo, hermano. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Voy a, vamos a tener super un año nuevo perfecto. Porque, ¿Sabe por qué? Porque nosotros vamos a hacer que este año sea el año que resultamos o resolvemos lo que tenemos que resolver ya de lo médico, ya de lo todo. Muchas gracias. Thank you guys for all being here. We're going to have some fun today. Anyhow, he fixed it. Paul Fleming fixed it. He fixed it. He fixed it. Okay, let's get busy. What is the show going to be about today? Let me get to that screen and then put you guys on. Here is the show today. Julie Henderson, welcome aboard. The ethical election, religious conscience must prevail to honor truth. It is almost over and loser Trump and his political lies and enablers are being exposed. SOS. Absolutely so. The 2020 election has a, was a mess by a losing Donald Trump that continues to subvert democracy. Most are now pushing back. Republicans themselves are getting scared and pushing back. But before we get there, what I want to do is I want to play something here from Stacey Abrams because Stacey did something that was super important yesterday on this week. She showed us, like, like uh, Asaf has been showing us, how to talk to the media and not to allow them to slip by with false equivalences 
or misinformation, you must tackle it right away. And she did that. I want to play this for you. And then we'll take it on the other side, brothers and sisters. Check it out. By now, everyone has heard the tapes from Donald Trump. By now, everybody has heard Donald Trump try to coerce uh, the Secretary of State of Georgia into giving him votes to cause a win of the state. Of course, it's not going to happen. But interestingly, Stacey Abrams appeared on this week. And again and again, you know, this has been put out there by the mainstream media several times because they have given traction to what Republicans have said. Hey, Donald Trump has the right to contest these elections, just like Stacey Abrams contested her gubernatorial run in 2018. But, you know, that is where false equivalents have caused Americans to think the plausibility of what Donald Trump is doing is, yeah, you know, it's possible. It's okay, you know. And the reason they do that is for some reason, our mainstream media cannot differentiate between what's true, what's false, cannot differentiate between what's a, uh, a, a false equivalence and what should not even been given traction. I want you to listen to Stacey, how she handled it. And I think, in effect, she made the host look small for trying that false equivalence, for trying to equate uh, Donald Trump's refusal to accept that he's a loser, as opposed to her who said, I am acquiescent to, the vo to what the vote says, but we know there were some issues that caused. And I'll, I'll, I'll read you an, uh, uh, some snippets from an Atlantic article that makes the case. You know that or some Republicans are arguing that President Trump's efforts to undermine the election are no different than yours in 2018, where you did not concede the gubernatorial race. I know you say that is different. It's different circumstances. But are you concerned about that reputation? Well, it's not simply different circumstances. It's apples and you know bowling balls. I pointed out that there were a series of actions taken that impeded the ability of voters to cast their ballots. And in almost every one of those circumstances, the courts agreed, as did the state legislature. We saw the evisceration of exact match. We saw a consent decree to make certain that people could vote by absentee without having their ballots discarded. We saw an expansion of training and an investment in local polling places so people had the ability to go and cast their ballots. We saw a reduction of lines from eight to 10 hours to 30 minutes, two hours. These are all things we proved both in court and we saw remedies to. By contrast, President Trump has lost every single one of his challenges in the state of Georgia, and he has no evidence. In fact, an audit, the fourth, I think, of this election, found that there was zero fraud in our signature match process. One person or inadvertently signed for her husband against the rules, but otherwise... We, it is important for those in the mainstream media not to fall for what the other side is attempting to do create a false sense of uh, a false narrative and that is exactly what the host did here do you feel they're asking her if she feels that somehow uh differently that she should not have challenged kemp's win in georgia and she pointed out straight out it's between apples and bowling balls look uh these people are not dumb all that she won in court, she also, uh, while Donald Trump lost completely in court, she got remedies. While given that Donald Trump lost completely in court, there were no remedies for Donald Trump. In other words, she got, she proved there was voter suppression. Donald Trump was attempting to prove voter fraud that didn't exist. But let's digress. There was voter fraud. It simply was on his side. It simply was there were people attempting to vote several times for Donald Trump. That is a fraud that has been found thus far. Look, Brian Kemp's, this was the title of the article soon after that election in 2018. Brian Kemp's lead in Georgia needs an asterisk. If the governor's race had taken place in another country, the State Department would have questioned its legitimacy. Why? The Democrat Stacey Abrams, a black woman, made a valiant effort to win the governor's race in Georgia, one of the original 13 states whose commitment to human bondage ensured that the U.S. Constitution would treat slavery with kid gloves. At State, 
that was part of the Confederacy, a state scorched by Union General William Tecumseh Sherman in Civil War, a state that refused to accept the outcome of the war, treating the blacks' residents as second-class citizens of that, until the federal government forced its hand a century later with the Voting Rights Act. She tried to write a new narrative for the state. Although Abrams has not yet conceded at, this, at the time of this article, on counted ballots, it looks as though the other side has won and the narrative is the same as ever. Abrams didn't have to fight just an electoral campaign. She had to fight a civil rights campaign against the forces of voter suppression. Indeed, I can't bring myself to say that Abrams lost because there is an asterisk next to the Republicans' opponent, Victor. Remember, this man was the Secretary of State as he ran for governor, meaning he controlled the election as he also ran for governor. Former President Jimmy Carter, a Georgian with much experience monitoring elections abroad, stressed that this conflict of interest ran counter to the most fundamental principles of democratic elections, that the electoral process be managed by an independent and impartial election authority. Kemp had no intention of relinquishing power. He all along claimed voter fraud, just like Donald Trump claiming voter fraud. Now, he won. It wasn't voter fraud. There was voter suppression. And again, Stacey Abrams, everything that she brought to court turned into remedies to prevent or to attempt to prevent some of these voter suppression irregularities. So don't be fooled by the mainstream media when they attempt to create false equivalences. I don't know why. They're the fourth estate. They're there to give the truth. But you know what, folks? We now have independent media to refute or to explain or to make more aware the realities as opposed to what many times are the things that give, the, let's say, the Trump people the reason to have the doubts that they have. It's not the Trump people's fault. It's that we have allowed our mainstream media, we have allowed a media to be used by those who would do wrong. Exactly, by those who would do wrong. By those who would do wrong. Anyhow, as you guys know, Donald Trump, what did he do again? He went to beg Georgia for 11,700-something votes, right? He wants those votes. He wants those votes. He wants them to manufacture those votes. The guy is a treasonous, lying president. We know that. But you have to listen to it for yourself. If you have any doubt that Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to democracy, if you have any doubt that Donald Trump wants us to seem to be a banana republic by assigning him a victory he never won. You got to check this out. I, I just read this article in the Washington Post. And I mean, yes, it's just an article in the Washington Post with a tape of Donald Trump trying to coerce the, uh, the, the, the Secretary of State Raffensperger of, uh, of, of Georgia, trying to tell him, coerce him into turning the election over to him, making sure that he is the victor. I mean, if we had seen this from any other country, we would have been in there talking about rigging the election, talking about banana republic. Check this out. This I, I'll only give a little section of the tape, and then you can go to the Washington Post and listen to the entire excerpt of four minutes or so. But check this out. You know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal... That's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery. Uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines. And you can't let it happen. And you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, check that out. 
All I want you to find is 11,780 votes. And you find that, hey, we win. We win. The election has already been certified. You have already lost the election. What is wrong with this man? But again, uh, one of the reasons that this gets the traction that it gets is that we have not pushed back hard enough on this president to let it be known that what he is is an incompetent fascist. And we needed to have said this from day one. What this guy is doing, uh, some people don't want to call this treason. They don't want to call it all these names that we want to give it, that it should have. But what President Trump is trying to, or what President Trump is attempting right now, is to take an election that he didn't win, an election that he lost by a landslide. And on Wednesday, they're going to try to create a whole lot of ruckus on January 6th in, in uh, Washington, D.C. What I want to tell all those folk on the left, all those folk that are demo demo believe in democracy, let those guys have Washington. Let them march in Washington. Let, they, let them do whatever they want. Do not, do not entertain them. Do not approach them. Ignore them. Because what they want to do is give the president some sort of an excuse to say, I am declaring martial law. Now, here's the truth. I don't think the military will go with him and say, okay, the president has declared martial law. We'll, we'll accept it. I think what will occur is that we'll get an immediate uh, impeachment and an immediate removal from office in some manner. Or we'll use the 25th Amendment uh, the 24th Amendment, whatever amendment it is to remove the president. So we have to be cognizant of this and move on from there. We spend right, a lot folks, of time um, deconstructing oops. the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. There we we go, try to find those go, little nitpicks go. where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big... All right, I had some little uh, little technical difficulty right there. But anyhow, folks, um, so here's the deal. By the way, the phone lines are open if anybody happens to or want to call in. First caller of the year. First caller of the year. Okay, let's see. Uh, that, that telephone number is, that telephone number is, and you know what? I should probably put it on the screen if anybody wants to call in. Um, you guys like to do a lot of chatting. Very few of you like to call in, but I always, I pay for these lines. We can candle 100 people at a time. I pay for these lines, folks. You pay for these lines. So you can call in any time that you want, my brothers and sisters. So let me go ahead and uh, put inside of the, the chat if anybody happens to want to call in. Uh, you can Remember, you can call in from your computer or you can call in from your phone. If you call in from your computer, it is uh, just the link that I just placed. in. The, in it, everybody should have seen that link. It's in the feed. But if you want to call, it's 346-248-7799. Again, that is 346-248-7799. And the code is 254-600-9091. 254-600-9091. I think I have to uh, welcome a few more people, right? Julie Henderson, I don't know if I called you out before. Welcome aboard. I saw my, my, my brother from London, Mark Smith. Welcome aboard from London. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else that I failed to call. And Tank28 is on board doing what he does. Uh, if I missed you, drop me another line. And uh, Paul Fleming, I think I got you already. Uh, para ver, para ver, todo está perfecto. Okay, we'll continue. All right, folks. Uh, now, I want to, you know, all these guys that are trying to help the president to to, to rig the election. In other words, help the president to overthrow the election, to overturn the election, to uh, flip the states. Jake Tapper really did a piece on Sunday. And I kind of cut it up a bit, but I want you to listen to it because it was very, very well done. Check this out. Court after court, including the U.S. Supreme Court. Official after official, including the former Attorney General, William Barr. Governor after governor, including conservative Trump supporters Doug Ducey from Arizona and Brian Kemp of Georgia, all have found no credible evidence to justify any conclusion other than this one. President-elect Joe Biden won the presidential election decisively 
clearly, cleanly, period. That is the world of fact. So why is it that 12 Republican senators, and I'm told perhaps as many as 140 House Republicans, will on Wednesday vote to reject President-elect Biden's win, and yet another doomed attempt to stage a bloodless coup and undermine the results of a Democratic election? Do they really agree with the unhinged conspiracy theorists, such as pro-Trump attorney Lynn Wood, who this weekend was insanely calling for the arrests of Chief Justice John Roberts and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell for treason, and even predicting Vice President Pence will face execution by firing squad. It's difficult, as we've noted before on this show, to distinguish in this era among those who lie for craven opportunistic reasons, those who are terrified of facing the wrath of outgoing President Trump, so they put their career survival ahead of their constitutional obligations, those who are not quite smart enough to understand just what they're doing, and those who have psychological needs that I'm not qualified to diagnose. What is clear is that while Joe Biden will be sworn in on January 20th, the United States is in a dangerous place, with too many members of the current ruling party, the Republicans, throwing in with the Lynn Woods, siding with insanity over objective fact. And the momentum seems to be with them, not with the McConnells or Cheneys, Thunes, Romneys, Sasses, Kinsingers. What do you think would be going on right now if Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, were Speaker of the House? You think the House of Representatives would serve the Constitution and the American people this week on these election results? Or would the balance tip in a different direction? Keep in mind, McCarthy already signed his name onto that mendacious lawsuit from the Texas Attorney General that the U.S. Supreme Court kicked to the curb that these dozen Senate Republicans are currently raising their hands to attack your votes, your election, under the guise of standing up for those Americans who have concerns about the election, concerns created after months of lies about the election by the president, or they're doing so under this pretense of asking for an audit for an election that's already gone through with a gamut of audits and challenges. None of this makes what they're doing any better. The fact that they referred to allegations and not evidence, it makes it worse. Donald Trump once claimed he was just asking questions about whether Ted Cruz's dad played a role in the Kennedy assassination or some smears about Ted Cruz's wife. Ted Cruz is now just asking questions about whether Democrats stole the election. It's all garbage. Please note how many of the Republicans objecting to Joe Biden's win are also willing to raise questions about their own victories at the ballot box on the same day, on the same ballot, using the same voting systems. Many in Arizona and Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin. How many of them? Zero. The United States of America has in recent decades been a beacon unto the world when it comes to free and fair elections. In recent years, in July 2018, the Trump State Department expressed concerns about Pakistan's elections. For years, the U.S. has expressed concerns about Russian elections and Russia's corruption of elections in other countries. Same with China and its interference in Taiwan. Republican lawmakers preparing to formally vote against the will of the American people. Do you really not see what a mockery you're about to make of all that? You are undermining our claim to be that shining city on a hill that President Reagan once spoke of. You really don't think you're contesting the election of Joe Biden based on deranged conspiracy theories and the whims of a losing president's brittle spirit? You really think that isn't going to be used against not just the U.S., but the very principle of enfranchisement and democracy? You really don't think despots and authoritarians aren't licking their chops at this? How interesting that you claim, Senator Hawley, that we undid a free and fair election because you also have been accused of trying to do the very same thing. Asked about American exceptionalism, Donald Trump once said he thought it was a very dangerous term because, among other reasons, it offended Vladimir Putin. Trump opposed the idea that America is exceptional. And now by undermining how advanced democracies behave in elections, he's making that true with the help of many, many Republican office holders. If it's not technically sedition, it is the work enemies of American democracy. I mean, was that artful or what? Was that great or what? Did that put it into perspective or what? Jake Tapper is tops. Okay, let's see. Egberto, can you do a feature on the Sapelo Island land grab? Tamara johnson Sheely had a man on recently. I would like your thoughts about the story. Uh, sure. Listen, this show is you all's, okay? 
So just drop me a line, Robert, info at politicsandright.com, info at politicsandright.com with corroborating information. <clears throat> you know, I love Tamara, so I, if Tamara did it, I know it was some good stuff. So uh, absolutely so, sir. Uh, Bridge MCP, he was on the money. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. Julie Henderson agrees. Um, I think I saw somebody new in. Uh, Sue Bohert Yasawa, welcome aboard. He's going down, kicking and flailing. Action has to be taken. Deborah Jean, Egberto, are people who vote uh, second uh, twice for Donald Trump prosecuted? They will be. The attorney, not the attorney general, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania has found three of them. And yeah, yes, they'll be taken care of. They'll absolutely be taken care of. Uh, let's see who else is here. Okay. I'm going to use this. Let's see. What, what they don't want to do is call it what it is. They are racist, narcissist, and unpatriotic people who are pushing to overturn our democracy. Paul, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think most of the listeners to Politics Done Right know that. And the ones that are passing by to check us out, they've just learned that from you. Okay. Anyhow, folks, before we go, this is the time we're at the halfway mark. So what I want to ask you, see that book on the screen? It's called... How it's worth it, how to talk to your right wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. I'm going to tell you something. I want to expand on this a little bit. Most people are good people, including the Trump voter. Uh, they have been, they ha the, the, there, there's a psychology that has been used against those people. And they are susceptible to that psychological message that puts a particular fear into their heads. And what it really does is it have them believing that there are those out there that are willing and ready to take away something from them that they have never had. They were able to survive in misery. They were able to survive in, in, under, in a lesser condition because they were programmed to believe those others were beneath them. But in today's reality, where we are attempting to become more, a, a, more of a meritocracy in a, in a society where anybody can really make it if, they, if they're chosen, if they make the right move. A lot of these things that we talk about, what really occurs is they are at a flex point. We can get in there before it cauterizes completely on all of them. It has already cauterized on some, but we can get there. But we have to talk, we have to converse, we have to have the conversation, we have to talk to these people. And the book that I wrote, I think, is a good place to work with, to start with. Uh, it's called, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing uh, Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Uh, it's not, you know, all to all. There's somebody who left a message on the book on Amazon that says, there are better books out there that tells you in better detail, in using the right kind of terms, how to address these people. And I think what they meant is that my book didn't attempt to make me a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or a psychological expert. What my book attempted to do is to say, how do I talk to my friends and neighbors who are on the right, who initially didn't like me, didn't like my ideology, didn't like all these issues. But somehow I found a way to reach them and talk to them. Not all of them, but probably 80% or more. I can have a conversation with them. And even if they don't agree with me completely, they at least talk to me and we can get somewhere. And to some extent, I tell you what I told one one time. I told one, if you, if you really trust me, if you have faith in me, you believe in me. One of them, call, I'll tell you a story that, about one that called me over the weekend. Uh, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to forget about your ideology just this time and vote what I ask based on what we've spoken about and what you've agreed on. And the person said, you know what? This time I'll do that. These are the kinds of conversations that we have to have with even people that we disagree with. And you'd be surprised once they know that you are listening to them and that you don't think that they are crazies and they, it, it gives them permission not to think you are a crazy. So I'm saying, I, I think I cover some of that in the book. It's worth it. How to talk to your right wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. 
get the book. I have the link there, and I want to put if you if you want to cut out the middleman from uh, Amazon, you can get it directly at my store, which is at politicsdoneright.com/store. Politicsdoneright.com/store. If you're on YouTube, I ask you so kindly, and I'll if you do it during this show, I'll call you out immediately to go ahead and click that join button and become a part of our PDR posse. Bridge MCP is in the house. She's the one who named it the PDR Posse. Please consider joining. It's very inexpensive, and it, it goes a long way. If we can get hundreds of us to sign up, it can help us with reducing the ads in our newsletter, reducing the ads on our website, that sort of thing. So if you will, please go ahead and click that Join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. Inexpensive. We, ch- we keep it that way to make sure that we can get as many people as we can and it costs you less than saying, Egberto, I'm going to buy you a coffee. Less than that. So please click that. And if, you, or if you're feeling kind of good, you can just go ahead and click the dollar sign and say, I'm going to give you a super chat. I'm going to go ahead and say, Egberto, take a super chat. Let's invest in what you're doing because we know what you're doing is important. You can also become a patron by going to politicsandright.com slash patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsandright.com slash patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or, of course, we support PayPal, which is politicsunright.com slash PayPal. And I missed, oops, I missed that one. I better do it again. Uh, politics done, I, I did it wrong. Politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Politicsunright.com slash PayPal. We accept that as well. Now, if you are not on YouTube but you want to join our PDR Posse, become a part of our PDR Posse, just go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube politicsandright.com slash YouTube, and that is on the screen right now. So I would love to be able to tell someone, hey, guys, welcome to the Politics and Right Posse, or thank you so kind. Anything to uplift everybody. Okay, let's see. Coming on in. Sherry Bergen-Hanley, welcome aboard. Welcome to see you here, Sherry. Uh, let, let me tell you a little story before I move on. A friend of mine, right wing, called me up on Saturday, and he said, Egberto, uh, I got COVID. My ne- my grandson gave me COVID. His mother has COVID. His father has COVID. My son has COVID. My wife has COVID. And that wasn't necessarily what got to him. What got to him is uh, was was what I I really enjoy- I really liked what got to him. He went to the emergency room. And he saw people being treated like cattle. He saw people being left in a corner and crying and unable to breathe. And to him, what he saw was nurses, you know, just going by. Of course, we know the nurses are overworked because the people didn't do the masking and all of that that they wanted. But what he noted... Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Was that, and this is important because it shows that when I say all people are nice, it's the ideology that gets in in the way. What he said was, I hurt for those people because I had Medicare. He's old enough for Medicare. He had Medicare. And what he did is he said, Egberto, use your platform to tell people how bad it is. I've given up on Democrats, I've given up on Republicans. In other words, what he's saying, I've given up on the right wing, I've given up. But he still has that ideology that he's, that he's been going with for, 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 for decades, right? But he has a heart. And he's saying, there's something wrong in this healthcare system 
where people are treated this way. And he's right. Now, granted, a lot of these people that are there are people that really didn't believe that, yes, we should take COVID seriously. But I tell you what, if I tell my daughter not to do something and she does it anyway, does I just leave her to pastor or, or to pastor and not care about her or not care? If I have a friend that didn't listen to what I had to say and is about to go over a cliff and I can pull them over, the, pull them back into the fold, am I going to let them fall because they just didn't listen to what I had to say? No, I won't. You won't. We are humans. And most of these people, as much as they say what they say, that's who they are. They, when, when, when they're faced with something really, really bad happening to somebody else, then the humanity of most come out. And that's what happened to my good friend, my right-wing Trump-voting friend. And yeah, he's my right-wing Trump-voting friend. And when he called, he said, please, he doesn't have an ideological change yet, but he's a human being that felt human emotions when he went in and see what, saw what our system is doing to people. That's a start. That is something you can build on. And that is what I tell folks. If, if, if he called me and said that, and I said, you see... You should, those people should have been wearing masks and, and, uh, and the reason you are in the situation that you're in is you didn't wear the mask. You called me up a couple of times and said, hi, brother, stop being scary. Come on and have some coffee. And I said, no, I'll do that after the pandemic is over. I didn't throw that back at him. I didn't do any of that. And you know why I didn't do any of that? Because we're human and just like he felt that way about something. There are certain things I know I could be wrong about that I strongly am keeping my position on as well. So that is why it is so important. And, and, and let me put the link to my book in there again because I think I cover some of these things in there. And I'd like you to try it. And in, in 2021, let's not use this as saying, we won. And I think we may, I, I'm hoping that tomorrow we are going to win again and that we're going to take the Senate. I'm hoping that we take the Senate tomorrow. We'll see. But after we take the Senate, if we take the Senate, let's not be, hey, we won and, and, and be the same people that these guys are. Let's do the right thing. Let's really help everybody. That's, what, that's who we claim we are. Progressives are for everybody, whether they like us or not. Let's win, and after we win, let's go ahead and be completely inclusive. Not changing our policies or ideology, but letting it be known that these policies are going to be going across the board and making lives better for everybody. And I think once we do that, man, it'll be great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We have four years, two years actually. We have two years to really get something done because we have to get enough done in these first two years not to let there be a repeat of 2010. Instead, we want a repeat of 2018. Let's be ready, folks. Let's be ready. All right. I got quite a few more videos that I want to show. This next video here is with our this with our, the Republican. Uh, I forgot what the video is, I, I, but I really want it. Republican levels Trump. He is unfit to be president. Uh, let's see. Do I have the time to play that? I got nine. Yeah, I do have the time to play that. So let me go ahead and play that, and then I'll take it on the other side. We know that there's been a purging of important officials at the Pentagon replaced by people who are Trump loyalists. Is that part of your concern? It is. There has been a pattern. Uh, it was, uh, as you mentioned, Lafayette Square, uh, where the president misused uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the Secretary of Defense, using them as part of his uh, walking entourage uh, for that photo op in front of the church, pushing people and actually gassing people along the way. There was that. There was the incident in Seattle where you had uh, ninja-suited federal employees or agents uh, firing rubber bullets into the heads of protesters and apprehending people in unmarked cars and 
taking them off to jail without charging them. And so there has been a pattern here. And now with the talk of uh, martial law within the confines of the uh, the White House and then General Flynn uh, out uh, talking about the possibility of having the military deployed to oversee uh, a recounting of ballots, that certainly got all of our attention. The president uh, is capable of virtually anything. We have seen that. There is no, uh, there's no level to which he will not sink in order to achieve his aims. And I know it's incumbent on all of us to say this is uh, certainly an unpatriotic course of action that uh, you are pursuing. It was a preemptive strike uh, at those who would in any way subvert our democratic system. So I hope that uh, the message went out clearly. I think that in the military, I don't think any in the Pentagon have any worries. We have any worries about those officers. They understand their their role is to abide by the Constitution and not to obey an illegal, unethical, immoral act. So, uh, but there's always a possibility that those who are not in the direct chain might be uh, persuaded to take action. Uh, there's always the fear that the president will stir some of his supporters into taking uh, uh, violent action here in Washington or elsewhere in the states that are uh, being charged with uh, having uh, illegal voting. And that would uh, allow potentially the president to call into play the local uh, officials and the certainly uh, possibly federalizing uh, the National Guard and then uh, urging them to suppress the violence. And you had earlier some talking about whether it's uh, mafia oriented. It's kind of a combination between well, John Gotti, for, for example, uh, and Vladimir Putin combination. That's what they do in, uh, in uh, Russia. We don't do that here in the United States. What are the implications of the president urging senators and House members to protest the Electoral College? Well, I think it's, it's shameful. Uh, he is shameless. Uh, and those who are following his uh, direction certainly uh, are ambitious. What is central to our system is the peaceful transfer of power. And that is the message that comes from the letter that was made public. We want to see a peaceful transfer of power. And the president, they're now saying, well, he may believe these outrageous claims he's making, therefore he doesn't have a criminal intent. If he believes these rumors, these suggestions, the stuff on the uh, social media, then that tells you he's unfit to be president. If he believes in scurrilous rumors and say these are facts and he actually believes that, uh, he ought to be pulled out of the White House right away. Do you still consider yourself a Republican? Uh, I do. He still considers himself a Republican. So yes, uh, I saw Eric Hayes says something. Uh, my brother, Eric Hayes, another good friend of mine, conservative guy, MSNBC, I think you were saying, are you showing us something from MSNBC? That's, that's a left-wing station. It's not really. Um, I am left-wing. MSNBC is really kind of uh, establishment democratic, okay? I am not establishment democrat at all. I am a left-wing democrat. I'm a democratic socialist. So if, if, if I were to be defined, that's how I would define I believe in free enterprise and I believe in uh, Medicare for all. I believe in things like that, that, the, the policies that's covered by the Green New Deal. So, uh, Eric, uh, it doesn't matter to me where it comes from. I, I play things from Fox News as well when they get it right. So, absolutely, I do that as well, sir. I do that as well, sir. Okay, um, let me see if I'm going to play. have the time to play this one. Um, beforehand, I want you guys to know, I've started a second podcast. You know, this one is a politics and right podcast with these long programs. I've started a second podcast that is going to be snippets, including these snippets here that I do. Plus, I, I, I'll do some snippets that's, gen, that's generally from our blog posts. And here is the logo for the new, the new uh, podcast. And by the way, this podcast's name came from my daughter. It's called, uh, let, me, let me get this off the screen real quick. It is actually called... Egberto on off the record. That's a new podcast that got that we are starting, and I think I better go ahead and give you the link to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm I wrote an article for it, and I want to get it out to you guys. I want to ask you a favor to please share it so that people can sign up for the podcast, whether you guys are on uh, Apple or or Twitch or or, or whether you're on Apple, Google, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, please consider signing up for our new podcast, which will have those clips that we have on our, on our blogs and other places. So I just put the link inside there where uh, we invite you to 
subscribe to both our Egberto Off the Record podcast as well as the Politics Done Right podcast. Uh, so please consider doing that. I'm trying to increase though. I'm trying to increase the visibility of the show because I think uh, coming this year, there's uh, there's so much to do, and if we can get it right this year, I think we will do great. So I'd like you to please consider not only subscribing yourself to the podcast using whichever podcast engine you use, whether that's iTunes or or Google Cast or whatever. Uh, please consider signing up for our podcast as well. All right, what I'm going to do now, let me see how much time I got. don't have much time, but I'm going to play. I had two more videos, but I only have time for one right now, and that's a Chuck Todd video. I want you to check this out uh, because we'll talk about it on the other side real quickly, but let's go ahead and get that started. Let me go ahead and do that. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. When Senator Johnson appeared today on Meet the Press, he got exactly what he deserved. But I mean, to put it bluntly, the guy had to have some kind of bravery to come on TV on a day before they do one of the most unpatriotic things possible, which is they're about to challenge uh, uh, the presidency of the United States that uh, we definitely... Joe Biden won. But anyhow, he appears on Meet the Press. He probably believed that Chuck Todd would be the normal or the mostly normal Chuck Todd who never ever challenges, except on a few times. Well, today he got some good pushback. I mean, I would have pushed back a bit more, but it's a it's a it's a pushback, I think, that most Americans, when they see it, would see Senator Johnson and his cabal, Ted Cruz, and all of them exactly as what they are. Demagogues, but not only demagogues, anti-patriotic folk that care nothing about the country, but do care about trying to hold on that piece of Donald Trump's vote, that it's completely irrational. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Senator Johnson, welcome back to Meet the Press. Last month, you told um, a newspaper that you would not object to the Electoral College certification, quote, unless something surfaced, there have been 57 cases filed by the president or his allies. Not a single court has found a single instance of fraud or any of this evidence seen as legitimate. So what has changed to suddenly put you on the side of questioning the results of this election, sir? I would ask uh, that all your listeners ask you, ask our critics to actually read the letter. One of the points we make is that we are not acting to thwart the democratic process. We're acting to protect it. The fact of the matter is that we have an unsustainable state of affairs in this country where we have tens of millions of people that do not view this election result as legitimate. We, what we're saying is we need transparency. And you do not, when you're trying to investigate wrongdoing in elections, you don't have very much time. And so what we're suggesting, let's take a look at a, a bipartisan commission to organize all the allegations. Uh, certainly what I did in my hearing is a three and a half hour hearing. We barely scratched the surface, but organize the allegations. Let's put out, take off the table the ones that have been explained, but also acknowledge the problem areas that have not been explained so that we can restore confidence in our election system. This is an unsustainable state of affairs right now. Yeah. And that's, that's all we're saying is, is as long as somebody's going to be objecting to this and we're going to be taking a vote, uh, yeah. let's propose a solution in terms of uh, you know, transparency, investigation uh, with yeah. the commission. Senator, I want to quote Senator Ben Sass for you because what you're alleging is essentially you, have, you and your colleagues have created this controversy. So right now we are 
locked into a destructive, vicious circle in, in some ways, as you kind of outlined, except which is you made an allegation that there was widespread fraud. You have failed to offer specific evidence of that widespread fraud, but you're demanding an, edu uh, an investigation on the grounds that there are allegations of widespread fraud. So essentially, you're the arsonist here. Um, President Trump is the no, arsonist yeah, here. Right. You've started this fire, and now you're saying, whoa, look at this. Oh, my God. All these people believe what we told them because you didn't have the guts to tell the truth that this election was fair. Chuck, th this fire was started back in uh, you know January of 2017. People like uh, Mark Zaid in his tweet, uh, the coup has started first of many steps, rebellion and impeachment to follow ultimately. Uh, th this was started when the mainstream media stopped, dropped any pretense of being unbiased and actually chose sides during this election. Th this fire was started when you completely ignored, for example, our investigation of Hunter Biden. You know, no, no evidence of wrongdoing there. And now we find out after the election, no, there is a fair amount of evidence to the point that we have a real FBI investigation. Senator, so all right, it's I've the had enough of hearing this. this. It's the, right. it's the, it's the, it's, no, it, listen, I've had enough of this, too. It's no, the Senator, bias it, the media. It is, you have spent, a, a, you have spent a, the a last two years. Where, you have spent much of your time in the last two years carrying a lot of this crazy conspiratorial water for President Trump, whether it was the attempt to somehow blame Ukraine uh, for the interference in the election rather than Russia. Uh, you've used your committee to sort of create the illusion of voter fraud, as you just described earlier, because there are, quote, allegations. I, I, I'm just trying to understand here, what are you doing it for? You're not trying to overturn the election, you just said. Are you simply trying to curry favor with constituents of the president? Is that what this is all about? Is this no, a, I'm, I'm a cynical trying, political ploy? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be transparent. You know, one of the things we found out in our hearing is, you know, the, the basic allegations kind of fall into three categories. Uh, I would say the first is the either violation of or lax enforcement of election law. There, there is voter fraud. There always is. We, we had one uh, witness talk about 42,000 uh, people voting twice in Nevada. The other issue Just really because is because you had somebody say yeah, it didn't I mean, make it, it it's true. Easy, it's easy. Senator, it's, it's none easy. of these allegations. It's, stop. You don't get to make these allegations that haven't been proven true. Here's what I don't understand. You understand how the, our government was set up. The reason we have a judiciary is because partisans like yourself weren't going to be trusted by the public to decide who won or lost an election. Let me ask you this, who carried the state of Wisconsin? Vice President Biden has won by 20,000 votes, but there are also issues in, in Wisconsin. We are dismissing the concerns of tens of millions of Americans. Again, I didn't like this fire. It, this it, fire was lit over, over four years ago, and you have destroyed the credibility of the news media by your bias. And of course, people like James Comey, Andrew McCabe, uh, John Brennan destroyed yeah. the credibility of the FBI and, and our justice system as well. We have an enormous problem in this country. It's unsustainable. And the only way you solve it is with information and transparency and hearings and investigations. So you it's believe, not quackery. You it's believe not conspiracy in, in, theory. Then why didn't you hold hearings um, about the 9-11 truthers? There's plenty of people who thought 9-11 was an inside job. So you're basically I mean, saying is that there's yeah, enough I, I, people who I believe in conspiracy all theory. Of things. I, I held if there's enough people who hold, figure it was the most relevant issue. Are you going to do it? How about the moon landing? Obviously, the, are you going to hold this hearings election? on that? When you, there are all kinds of things that I'd like to hold hearings on. You have to kind of pick and choose based on priorities right now. We also have to acknowledge there are some real problems Again, here. There's some issues that need to be explored you, and investigated. you got to ask yourself, when you tell people a million times that something was stolen or something was fraud and then they believe it, um, I think you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself why so many well, people Chuck, believe you need to look at your we, Now, that ending was perfect. When he said... If you want to know what's really going on here, if you want to know why people believe why they believe what they believe, look in the mirror. You are the one who did it. I love as well when he said, I mean, the circular, you, you create a circular argument that actually created this problem of your people believing that the election was not uh, clear, was not safe, was not uh, fair. It's your fault that people are starting to believe, or not starting that people believe this. He said, look in the mirror. But more importantly, when the senator attempted to blame the mainstream media for a Trump bias, I mean, did he forget that the mainstream media gave Donald Trump over $2 billion worth of free airtime? If there's one thing the mainstream media is attempting to do, if only in a very small manner, is to correct for the mistake that they've made and started to call out Donald Trump for the realities of what he does, for the failure that he is, for the failure of all his policies. Finally, they are coming out and saying these things that Ron Johnson and these guys are attempting to do 
anything else. Chuck Todd really hit him up when he tried to when he attempted to hit the media. He got hit back. Then Chuck Todd got sarcastic and insulting with him. Should we have investigated the moon landing? Should we investigate all those crazy conspiracies that your people come up with? The 9/11 conspiracies. Should we have hearings on these as well? He made the senator look small. He brought up other Republican senators who said, "What you guys are doing is crazy." Ben Sass and others. This guy came in, he was brave enough to come in, but Chuck Todd made him leave a smaller man. And that is what you do with sycophants. That is what you do with enablers. That is what you do with people who continuously put our democracy at risk. You destroy their credibility because they have none. And after that is done, we can start to grow. We can start to come back. Good job on this one, Chuck Todd. Absolutely so, folks. Uh, absolutely so. Again, um, I'm back with you. Please, folks, consider subscribing to our new podcast. It's free. Just click on what. Actually, let me put that link in there again. Just click on this guy, and uh, we have all the different options. Whether you're on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, any one of those. Uh, we're, we're launching it. We're, we've already, all these clips and so forth are, are there. Uh, the purpose of Egberto Off the Record is for my small snippets, and not only the snippets, but if some night I'm feeling crazy and I want to put something out there, I'll go ahead and put something out there. Patricia De Galani says, first time I've seen Chuck Todd show some pelotas. You're absolutely right. How to buy and sell politicians, Julie. Henderson. Anyway, folks, um, we're coming close to the end of the program, right? And what I'd like to do is first, those of you that are listening on YouTube, please consider clicking on join. If you if you join right now, what I'm able to do is call you out. If you don't, uh, if I don't call you out now, I'll call you out thereafter. But thank you so kindly for being here. If you're not on YouTube, if you're on 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 Facebook Live or or Twitch or on uh, Periscope. Here is the link. It's uh, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Click on that and become a part of what our great listener, our great watcher, our great compatriot, Bridge MCP calls it, the PDR Posse. So again, please go ahead and click on join if you have the wherewithal to, or if you want to give us a super chat, click on the dollar sign. Uh, Alternatively, you can go ahead and support us via Patreon. That is... That is politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or uh, support us at politicsandright.paypal. Look, I wish I didn't have to uh, spend four minutes, four or five minutes trying to self-promote and ask people to join and subscribe and contribute and all of that. I have no choice. That is how we support doing what I'm doing here. So uh, if I were to get enough subscriptions, I would shut up until I need to get more subscriptions, but right now I can't. Please consider getting our book as well. It's called, uh, It's let me put the book on the screen. The book on the screen will be, it's called, um, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And if you want to learn about economics, I have several books that are that's there on Amazon. This one is the first book that I wrote called, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. They have that one there as well. And uh, the, the reason behind that one is if you want to learn about the economics, etc., that is where you'll uh, pick it up from. And it's in very easy-to-use terms as well. And uh, you can also purchase these at our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. That way you eliminate the middleman and uh, more of the money comes to us so that we can actually, uh, you know, do more, do more, survive more. That's, that's the name of the game. Okay, and uh, again, uh, thank you so kindly for having been here. I know you, there, there are millions of places you can be on the internet. You can be anywhere. Thank you very much for having me on Apple Podcasts, Brother Fleming. Um, So I know you have options. That's why I cherish all of my listeners, my watchers, my subscribers, my contributors, my donors. Uh, You are what makes this happen. It's your show. And as you will see, uh, if there are things that you need to get out there, if there are things you need to talk about, always remember, this is your show. And you can just call up and say, Berto, I need a five-minute segment on the show so that we can do X, Y, Z. The idea that I believe in is democratic 
journalism, independent journalism. And if you're going to be out there telling the truth and you have something to say, this is a place to do it. Welcome aboard, Michael Joshua. I hadn't saluted you before. Uh, let's see who else I missed. Uh, Bobby Jean, welcome aboard. Uh, if I if if you if I don't call you out, Nick Radanik, welcome aboard. Uh, Julie Henderson, I think I called you up. Patricia de Galani, mi, mi amiga, como estas, corazón? And uh, let's see, Julie Henderson. Uh, Deborah, I read all the stuff that you've written, and I agree with you. We have to be cognizant in, in, a, in a good manner of doing it, Deborah. Thank you very much for being here, Deborah. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, the Squido. Squido. <laughs> I love the name. Squido. Welcome aboard, Squido. What kind of name is that, Squido? You have to tell me that sometime. Maybe the next time, tomorrow. Tell me what it means. But anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I close out this baby by telling you this. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner or plumber signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy touch-free qr code payments shop safe with paypal introducing touch-free payments from paypal a safe way for your customers to pay simply download the paypal app and display your own unique qr code for your customers to scan whether you're a market seller i'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.